And another thing And another thing And another thing And another thing Welcome to another edition of And Another Thing the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins. My name is Tony Clement. And we are back. We're back. Together. Yeah, it's exciting. So it's uh, it's good. You've been all over the place as per usual. As per uh, usual. Washington, you know, Dublin, you know, the usual spots. Wherever Stephen Harper goes, <laughs> so goes Tony Clement. That's right. <laughs> I, I had to I had to buy him an Uber ride in Washington. That was fun. Seriously? Yeah. Like you rode with him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were at a rece- reception. He turned to me. He said, "Do you want to go out for dinner?" I said, "Sure." So we step outside, and he says, "Do you have an Do you have Uber on your on your phone?" I said, "Sure, I do. I'll call us a I'll call us an Uber." So that was quite funny. And where did you Where did you go eat? We ate at Morton's. Oh, nice! A fine steakhouse. Nice. Did anyone know who who Stephen was or you or anything? No, no, no. no I, it, it was the we were with the two Argentinians and a Chilean, and that's not the start of a joke or anything. That's but what it uh, sounds like. <laughs> but the Chilean guy, he took he took me aside at one point. He said, "I can't believe that there's no security detail for a former prime Canadian prime minister." I said, "Yeah, I know. It's it's just it's a joke, really." Because he's like wandering around Washington <laughs> with no security detail. Anyway. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's very interesting. Yes, yes. I, I was I was his security detail, I guess. You were his security detail. Yeah, yes. that's so right. that makes that makes total sense because you are uh, you are skilled in various disciplines of martial arts, correct? Exactly. And speaking of which, R.I.P. the Iron Sheik. Yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did Did you have fond memories of him? Um. I have memories. I mean, I, I was, I wasn't a huge, I wasn't, I, I wasn't a chic guy because he was a bad guy. Yeah. I just always remember him, you know, f- beating up, well, not beating up, but fighting Sergeant Slaughter and that That's classic, right. you know, yeah. USA versus Iran. Yeah. He was, a, yeah. he was a good heel. Definitely a good bad guy. Apparently um, there was an episode of, on Jerry Springer. Have you heard about this? No. So, so this, there's a, a, a woman on Jerry Springer's uh, with her husband and she says to her husband on the show, you know, I just don't think our relationship is working anymore. I, I need something more exciting. I need I need something different, like something that will really get me going. And uh, Springer says, well, let's see who that could be. <laughs> and, he it the Iron Sheik? and it's the Iron Sheik. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's on YouTube, so I'll have, yeah, to, check exactly. it out. I'll have to check it out after. But uh, R.I.P. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, there's uh, yeah, he was seven. No, 81, 81, 81. Yeah. Yeah. 1942, I believe he was born. So a lot of people passing away. What can I tell you? Well, on that uh, positive note, <laughs> <laughs> we should thank our sponsor, uh, one of our presenting sponsors anyway, or the presenting sponsor, John Mutton and the crew at Municipal Solutions. Uh, we certainly thank them for their continued support. You can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. And I, Tony, I know it's been a couple weeks since uh, you've been on, but are you in a position where you can still share what Municipal Solutions does? Indeed, I can, Jody. Of course, we want to thank John. John's been such a great uh, sponsor and supporter. 
He helped set up my interview with Marcel Dion as another example. He's just a great guy. But of course, Municipal Solutions is there for uh, all of your development services and project management needs. They are Ontario's leading MZO firm, Municipal Zoning Orders, there for expediting permits, there for getting uh, developments approved, planning services with municipalities. They do a lot of stuff in a lot of different municipalities. Engineering, architectural services, minor variances, land severances, they do it all. So go to municipalsolutions.ca. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we're on terrestrial radio, Hunters Bay Radio, 88.7 every Saturday morning, huntersbayradio.com. And then Jody, our new sponsor. Yes, a new sponsor, I know. Have, and so I've got a little bit of something I want to say, and <laughs> here we go. Let's switch gears. A, I've got a fashion tip. Now, don't panic. I'm not about to throw fancy designer jargon at you. It's about Guan Store. That's G-U-A-N, by the way. Guan Store, they've cleverly used AI to spice up everyday clothing and streetwear. No, it's not about shiny jumpsuits. They're designing stuff you'd wear to pick up your double-double, familiar clothes with an AI twist that's even got Elon Musk turning heads. Tired of your own, your old plaid? Want to add a dash of future to your wardrobe? Head down over to www.guan-store.com. With Guan Store, you'll wear the future without looking like a sci-fi extra. Give it a look, folks. And I, I want to thank the folks at Guan Store because they, they did approach me and uh, they sent me <laughs> they sent me a mer- piece of merchandise, this, this puffy coat that I am going to be um, sharing on my Instagram uh, at, at the very least and possibly Twitter, uh, wearing this puffy coat, which is uh, really quite fetching, I must say. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, we're very happy to have Guan Store as a, as somebody that we're partnering with. And uh, once we get it set up on our website, you can you can use that uh, that um, URL, and they'll track it. And of course, we'll be we'll be millionaires. Yeah, we'll be millionaires, is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so there so you go, Jody. Guan Dash Store dot com. G U A N Dash Store. Dot com. Is that Thank correct? You. That's it. Is it like a puffy coat, like the puffy shirt that uh, Seinfeld wore? It looks very much like the puffy shirt, but it's a whole coat. Yes. Okay. Well, interesting. Well, I, I'll feel, have to, I uh, feel like I told you I felt like Drake when I was wearing it. Well, that's uh, you. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say to that. I'm, uh, I'm at a loss for words. So, all right. So you're back. You were in Ireland. Do you want to share a little bit about your Irish journey? Well, I went with uh, the missus, and we spent about eight days together in the Republic of Ireland. Well, one day we spent in Belfast, which is, uh, of course, part of the United Kingdom. Perfect. Moving right along. So let's... (laughs) No, I just got to keep going. (laughs) But we had a great time. We we spent a few days in Dublin, and we drove around... uh, looking at uh, some megaliths that I was interested in, in these these ancient six thousand year old um, burial sites of prehistoric people, and went to Galway. And Jody, I'll tell you a little story. Galway is a great great town, uh, seaside, uh, Atlantic Ocean, you know, beach, kind of a beach town, but it has a great uh, vibe in its old town as well. The Latin Quarter, it's called, and uh, all the pubs have local Celtic style music coming out of them. So I'm sitting at this one bar 
uh, and uh, waiting for the show to start, talking to some Americans, talking to some Brits, you know, just sort of taking all the vibe in. This guy from two tables over comes over to me, taps me on the uh, shoulder and says, are you Tony Clement? Yeah. It's some random bar in Galway. Okay. He was from uh, Paris, Ontario and recognized me. So nice. There you go. He just wanted a selfie. I thought you were uh, going to say, like, did he come over and and say, hey, don't you do that and another thing podcast? (laughs) Yeah, no, it didn't go that far. I'm sorry. Shoot. That would be good. That would be awesome. But no, I can't. I can't claim that. But anyway, we had a great time and uh, uh, not a single drop of rain the entire time we were there. And uh, gorgeous weather from about 19 to 23 degrees uh, Celsius. And uh, we enjoyed we enjoyed it all. You should have looked back at that guy and just said, no, sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> Tony <laughs> Clement doesn't have a mustache. <laughs> you think I look like Tony Clement? What yeah. an insult. Yeah. How dare <laughs> you, sir? And <laughs> smack him. <laughs> Did you eat any bangers and mash when you were over there? No. No, okay. I think that's more what? British. That's more British, yeah, isn't it? Probably. I don't know. I yeah. have no idea. Okay, wait. Did you drink a Guinness when you were over there? No, I don't drink, as you know, and nor did we do the Guinness tour. So you but didn't we do the did, Guinness tour, okay. We didn't do the Guinness tour. We 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 walked by the it's like a huge brewery. It's like I don't know, five okay. city I know. I had a friend that just went over to uh, Ireland as well. He played like I don't know, 12 rounds of golf over there. But yes. the other thing that they were talking about, I heard him talking about was like, they eat fries in like a paper bag over there or something. Hmm. Like I didn't notice thing. that. Okay. Uh, oh, I did that. Uh, we, I did take a, did a walk to Ireland. Maybe you didn't even go to Ireland. Yeah, and exactly. Who knows where I went. I did. I did do a walking tour of Dublin, uh, a U2 walking tour. So it was all about what U2 did as a band before they broke big. You know, here is where they were recording uh, their first album, and here's where they were interviewed on a pirate station and all this kind of stuff. So, that did was- you go to the Joshua Tree? No, I've been to the I've been to Joshua Tree National Park, but it's not in Dublin. Oh, okay. Well, I, mean, so I thought it was a walking tour. I thought you could walk to <laughs> all their walk, stuff. Walk to California. Did you, did you did you go to where they rattled and hummed or whatever it was? No, I did not know oh, that. Oh. Again, again, that's uh, that's in California. But anyway, yeah. So your story isn't checking out. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't that. think you actually were in Ireland. No, apparently you, not. you know you, you had some random guy from Paris, Ontario, who knew you. Yes, like, I'm I'm questioning if you if you even left the Huntsville area. Well, it was a long plane ride, so I can tell you <laughs> that. But uh, I, I I did we did do a lot of Irish stuff, and and uh, did you do a jig? Well, we watch people do a jig. Okay, okay, fine. Your story checks out. Your, your story checks out. So yes, it was a fine, fine holiday. We're back now and uh, and uh, back at it for sure. Well, that's good. Well, I was going to say just because I'm consumed with golf these days, yes. I did want to mention that whole live and PGA Tour and DP yeah. World Tour all coming together. Yes. It was a big, shocking announcement. I, I think the most in- well, not the most interesting, but one of the interesting things was. I'm sure you heard about this. So we are, you know, we're in the midst of the Canadian Open at Oakdale, the RBC Canadian Open. And it yes. was a year ago today, or not today, but a year ago at the, at the Canadian Open, the same week that they had Live Live Golf Tour had their first event. And, you right. know, it was, it was all going head to head with the PGA Tour. That's right. And then here we are the same week again. And the RBC Canadian Open gets hijacked in the news cycle oh by the gosh. word of this 
this story that broke out. And I'm and I at first I thought it was like that. Oh, well, that's really strange that they would do that at the Canadian Open. But then I'm told, and it makes sense. I have no confirmation, but I'm told that the reason they did it at the Canadian Open was because they didn't want it to steal the thunder from the U.S. Open yes. which is next 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 week, right? So okay. That that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. But so, um, what do you think about it all, though? Well, I, I mean, I from day one, I, I, I look. I think the live tour. I had no issues with it at all. I thought it was actually pretty interesting. I thought it was fun to watch. I, I did enjoy some of it. I liked the team aspect. I liked the fact these guys were making more money. I mean, uh, you know, I wasn't getting caught up in the whole Saudi situation, right? Um, because you, you know, it doesn't take much to to find, you know, Saudi involvement in many other tours and events, you know, and it was hard to, for me to just buy into the fact that, oh, let's just, you know, pin every, all the negativity on the live tour. But anyway, um, I never, never questioned this happening, the, the coming together. I just didn't think it would be that fast. So that would be my only comment on that. But I mean, I think it's good. I, I think it's great actually. So, well, I, I mean, are they going to keep like the different different ways that they do tournaments? Like, yeah, I, think, I think what it's at the end of the day, what's going to be is you know live tour. Okay, of course I'm speculating, but yeah, you know live tour, PGA tour, uh, DP World Tour, all under the same umbrella, and obviously there will be individuals from organizations sitting more in a, I guess more in a um, directing role at, at the table. There'll be more people at the table, but. You know, I think there'll, there'll be opportunities for um, involvement of different aspects of those various tours within the other tours. So I think it's a, a good blending, a good meshing. And I think I think overall it's going to be it's going to be a good thing. Clearly, I don't know if you heard, but Rory McIlroy did a press conference this week at the Canadian Open where, you know, he was asked about it. Obviously, it was one of the first questions because he's right. been the big face for defending the PGA Tour. Right. And all this and. His comment was, you know, basically, I mean, he did say he still hates the live tour, but he did say that, you know, look, there's a lot of money involved in, or sorry, we know that the the live tour uh, and those involved are throwing around a lot of money. He said, at least with this deal now, the PGA tour will control or effectively have some say in where that money goes, right? But so will, will they though? I mean, that's what they're saying. Know, the Saudis are the ones who bring the big uh, pot of cash. I know, but that's that's what they're saying. But anyway. The, the reason I bring that up is because instantly people were saying, well, Rory's already on board with it, right? Because yeah. they've obviously won him over. They won and, him over. Yes, or or paid him off. But And no. does, does does Mickelson, does he go back, can he now play a PGA tournament now? Yeah, I think that's I think that's what opens the door back up for these guys to do crossover stuff. It kind of reminds me of wrestling in terms of, yeah. you know, the forbidden door where you used to have it where, you know, I don't know if I don't. Obviously, I'm sure you don't follow wrestling as closely as I do. But like, you know, currently the you know if you were to say the major promotions, you'd talk about WWE and AEW. AEW would would be significantly smaller. But the point being that you know you wouldn't see AEW guys show up on WWE, right? Right. It just right. would, and, and vice versa. But now, you know, like if there was a merger. It was kind of like WCW, WWF back in the day or WWE back in the day where, you know, they bought, they sold the bought out Ted Turner and, and McMahon bought out Ted Turner. And now you've got crossover. So, I mean, it's like, I think it'd be cool. It wouldn't be to the same level. It wouldn't be like, you know, there's a tournament and all of a sudden, oh my God, it's Phil Mickelson. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Got he it. He comes yeah. running out on the tee and he's playing. 
<laughs> what's he, what's he doing here? And he's and he's he's wearing shorts, right? Yeah. The, the live, live golf, you can wear shorts, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, that was my best Jr. impression. Actually. That's good though. I like yeah. it. Oh yeah, I like it. So yeah, I think I I think it's good personally. I I think and I I think it's comical how you know how much egg on the face of the PGA there is because yeah, you know they constantly were you know, just slamming the live tour. Right. And illegitimate. And then, yeah. Like, and you know, Phil Mickelson, I give credit to him. I mean, those, those guys, they just held their ground and quietly went about their business. And, and I think, um, I think it's good. I mean, even having Brooks Kepka a couple weeks ago, win, you know, win the PGA and, and everything going there, like they had good players. They had the top yes. players in the world. They did. I mean, you yeah. can't tell me that the PGA tour, you know, you know, only has, the best of the best. No, no, the live golf tour has <laughs> elite athletes as well. So, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's had to happen. It just, again, I didn't think it would happen as fast. So, well, it was a big announcement this week for sure. And uh, I knew you'd be on top of it. So, and congratulations. <laughs> I know, I know you don't like talking about it that much, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jody has been spending like, I don't know, 80 hours a week or something crazy on uh, his own uh, tournament. Uh, which is a charity tournament and uh, the long drive competition, which is amazingly international now, you know, USA, Japan, you name it. Uh, Australia. Australia. Yeah. And you're going on TSN to talk about it, aren't you? Yeah. In a couple of weeks, I'll be, well, I guess next week, actually, I'm supposed to be uh, on Golf Talk Canada with uh, Mark Zacchino and uh, Adam Scully. And I think, I don't know if Bob Weeks is on that one. I mean, he's he's one of the hosts. I just don't know if he's going to be on the actual episode that I'm that I'm on there. I believe I'll be on with Adam Scully, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be chatting about the event. It's uh, it's just yeah, it's grown leaps and bounds. And if you're listening to this and you're a golf fan or a music fan and you want to see some of the longest hitters in the world, just go to AbramsTickets.com and you can find all the information there. And we'd love to see you down here. It's going to be unbelievable. As Tony mentioned. Wait. Japan, UK, Australia, um, United States of America, mm-hmm. and Canada, and you know so many different areas and countries being represented. We've got the a five-time world long drive champion Jason Zubak. Unbelievable! He's the, he's the goat of long drive. We got Wes Patterson coming in uh, from World Long Drive as well, and we've partnered up with World Long Drive, which is the governing authority of the sport. And uh, we've got world ranking points. We've got an exemption to the world championships for the winner. Gosh, we got money. We got prizes. We got music. We got food. We got Tony Clement. (laughs) That's right. I'm gonna. I'm a sponsor. I'm a sponsor. It's uh, but no, it's it's great. And and I I'm really excited about it. I can't wait for the for uh, early July when this occurs. And uh, I the the. Belleville, the city of Belleville must also be just like incredibly excited about this too. Yeah, I think, I think I've kind of, yeah, I think they definitely are. I think that, um, I probably undersold it a little bit in terms of what, what it actually is now, but I think next year it just gives me the opportunity to come to the, for them to come to the table even more. But I yeah. think that, uh, you know, I, I didn't expect it to be as big as it is this year and with the magnitude. I mean, honestly, like I, I know we just said it, but like literally like uh, it's just one player, but like Naoto Masumi, who is the six time long drive champ of Japan is flying over to Belleville 
to compete in this event. Like, just think about that. Yeah, that's like great. A guy from Japan. I know. Like, it's just, it's just like what? Anyway, I just think it's cool. Yeah, and uh, so well, I'm, I'm excited. So we'll have lots of stories about it. And I understand David Johnston is also participating. <laughs> yes, he is. He can neither confirm nor deny. He, exactly. he said he was participating, but he was using the best information he had at that time. That's so, right. Exactly. So yes, uh, exactly. I don't know if how accurate that'll be. But again, abramstickets.com, and you won't be disappointed. Buy some tickets. Come check out uh, this sporting event that is untouched in the country. Like, there's nothing like this in the country. So. This is incredible and yeah. and future congratulations i know it'll go off without a hitch so i'm very excited about it well tony i couldn't have done it without you yeah 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 so yeah. let's talk about some of our former guests who are who have been doing stuff uh, recently buddy uh, buddy like you know how we talk like i know what you're going to get into here but like let's let's refresh people's memory here when when people come on this show we either make them or break them. And <laughs> currently, it's like we've made a lot of people. We have, well, Dan- Daniel Smith, who was a two-time. I, I knew that's where you're going. I knew that's where you're going. Now uh, elected premier, uh, and uh, she uh, had a, just completed the successful election campaign. So, congratulations to former guest. So, Dan- and again, I can't stress this enough. Let just you answer this question. Two questions, Tony. Oh, yeah. Was Danielle Smith the premier of Alberta when she was on our show? No. No, she wasn't. No. Was Danielle Smith the premier of Alberta after she was on our show? The answer yes. is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Was David Pacini the minister <laughs> of the environment for Ontario when he was on our show the first time? No. No. Was David Pacini the minister of the environment for Ontario after he was on our show? I believe he he still he is. Was. Yes. Yeah, he still is. And he was, yes. And uh, we've yes. got other guests we want to talk about. Anthony Fury is uh, a former guest. He's running for mayor of Toronto against Ben Bankus, another guest of ours. I know, I know. It's I tell you, it's we. That's what we should change the the and another thing podcast where we make you or break you. That's we make you or break you. Yeah. And then Bonnie Crombie is now running for Ontario Liberal leader. She's a yeah, that one. Guest. I'm not so proud of. I'm okay, so but proud you of know, moment. it's it's a, another former guest. So I just yes, I know, I know. What? Uh, who else? Well, I saw. I was up in Ottawa a couple of days ago, and I saw Dan Albus, and I reminded him of his long. Uh, what was it Longhouse Kick? Uh, answer Round, Roundhouse Kick. Roundhouse Kick. That was it. Yes. And what did he say? He said yes. You know, I, he he felt he felt kind of proud at that moment. So yeah, uh, I thought you were going to say. Actually, I don't remember what he said. I just remember waking <laughs> up and he was gone. <laughs> No, no, no. So, so it was another another fine moment in his career being on our podcast. <laughs> fine moment. Yeah, he was he was the result. I mean, his his comment resulted in many many politicians asking who they would roundhouse kick. So exactly, it became it's, a it became a trend. There you go. Yeah, so yeah, no, we we we've had a lot of people on this show and. We've altered their life path. There's no question There's about no it. There's no question about it. I, I bumped into Pierre Polyev uh, a couple of days ago and a two-time guest on this program too. So there you yeah, go. Was he was he the official leader of the opposition the first time he no, was on? No, he wasn't, Jody. That's right. correct. That yeah. is correct. So that is correct. folks, you know, you know where to go. I mean, you can talk about this other podcast that everybody uh, talks about, but uh, our record stands by I'll, put, yeah, I'll put our record up against anybody. Exactly. I'll put exactly. our record up against anybody. So I, I wanted to mention too, like there's, there's fires going on, right? Yes. And again, 
I mean, conspiracy theories aside, I, this was very interesting. When I saw that, saw this, but and I, I know you and I mentioned, or talked about it a little bit, but there, like, there's people talking about how in order to further the climate crisis or the climate change discussion, that there are individuals that are actually like starting more fires or causing yeah. some fires. That's there's, that's it's accurate. Not, it's not. It's not just conspiracy theorists. The, there is mainstream media reporting. There was some lady in Alberta who started 31 separate fires and Jeez. was arrested. Well, at least at least it's good that it's being reported because yes. what you'd hate to do is have that, you know, kind of happening under the surface and people aren't 100% sure if it's really happening because that just fuels the whole like, yeah. oh, whatever. But at least if people are being charged for it, then it does. They, that they does are, they are, I think mean. there was one in Ontario that's also being charged or maybe it was Nova Scotia. I think it was Nova Scotia. Same, same. Now they're not saying what the motive is. Like, you know, there gotcha, are sick yeah. people who, who are oh, yeah. maniacs. hundred percent. Uh, but, but the, uh, the other allegation, and I can't speak to its veracity, but the other allegation is that these are eco, you know, extremists who want to make the point about climate change and start fires to say, see, I told you there's a lot more fires going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that to me is like, you know, you want to say, come on, that, that couldn't happen. But then you look and you go, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them because, you know, look at look at the track record of some of these eco warriors in terms of, you know, things that stick out in my mind are like, you know, going out in a, in a kayak and trying to go toe to toe with like an oil rig or something. Well, they've, like, blown, they've <laughs> blown up pipelines. We know. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying it's like they do. They do stuff like this. So yeah. I guess setting a fire isn't out of the realm of possibility no, at all. No. Well, we hope it's over soon. And uh, I, as I said, I was in Ottawa earlier a few days ago and uh, it was, it was quite irritating on my eyes to be outside in Ottawa. It is anyway, but uh, <laughs> it's especially so let's put it that way. All yeah. It's stiff. It's been different. I mean, I, I, I think of a couple things. I mean, I've never seen anything like this in my 47 years. So that's a new thing for me. Um, I've no, I just, I haven't seen it like this. And then I was thinking to myself, like, if it's like this in Belleville where I am, you know, what's, what's it like where the actual fires now, are? Like that's, now, somebody that's was saying, I, you know, again, you, you, all these news reports to people saying different things, but to the one was saying that there's some sort of strange inversion. Usually when we have these fires, which we do every year, the, the actual smoke is higher up in the atmosphere. Okay. Uh, but this year for a reason, that I cannot explain, it's actually at ground level. So we're experiencing the worst of it because it was it, it was always there, but now it's at a level that it, it affects us and affects our lungs and our eyes. Well, you, you know why that's happening. C- climate change? Uh, no, the, well, the ozone layer. <laughs> the ozone layer is evaporating. So, Oh, okay. The, it's the ozone layer. There actually, we go. But, but I had heard actually, you know, speaking of the ozone layer, I, I, am I wrong in saying that like, the remember when the big thing was like there's a big hole in the ozone yeah, layer. Yeah. Like hasn't the hole gotten smaller? Isn't that, I've heard that. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah, no, they, yeah. they, because when they got rid of chlorofluorocarbons. Okay. So no, they did. It was the CFCs. Montreal Accord. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. They. Th- this was the stuff that was in our, our refrigerators and other other things like uh, hairspray and stuff like that. That was emitting stuff that was destroying the ozone layer. And I think it was in 1992 or something. They had a world convention in Montreal and decided to ban Yeah, yeah I remember CFCs. CFCs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, personally, I still go out and spray aerosols the odd time just because I do want a tropical climate. So I'm doing 
my part. But well, thank you very much for caring about the rest of us. As <laughs> hey, usual. the ozone is the whole is still shrinking, bud. I hear I am trying to build you up, you know, as a great humanitarian for all the stuff you're doing with your <laughs> charitable golf tournament, and then you say stuff like that. <laughs> yes, well, if you believe that, then I've got uh, the classic. I've got some swampland in Florida for you to buy. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So the fires I, I've heard around here, I think it's getting better. I'm told that the next couple of days are going to really clear up. So good. I don't well, know what it's I'm like glad to hear that. And uh, let's let's hope that uh, not too much more damage is done. Yeah, yeah. And we, in all seriousness, too. Like obviously, obviously, we want people to be safe. And oh yeah, and, all uh, that hopefully, stuff. Yeah, we wish all nothing but the best. And as we always do, Jody. That's, as we always do. That's what we do. And the other thing I was going to mention too, or wanted to bring up, uh, I know that there's like some big. I know Pierre Polyev. Speaking of Pierre again, he's. He's going on a big, big rant in Parliament right now. I think they're doing some sort of filibustering stuff over the budget. Or right, he's talking nonstop. <laughs> talking nonstop. I mean, and and you know the liberals, uh, of course, decrying this and how dare the conservatives filibuster? They're the ones who are filibustering at committee <laughs> to yeah. to make sure that Katie Telford wasn't going to be able to be called. Oh yeah. So anyway, it's the usual. It's the usual fun and games in Ottawa. What can I tell you? Uh, you you probably know this because you were a former parliamentarian and you're a history buff kind of guy. But who has or is there a record or who has the record of like going the longest with a continuous speech or talking point in parliament? Well, I, I was when I was up in Ottawa, I was talking to Rick Perkins, another former guest of ours. And uh, he he was told and now he was doing it at committee. But he was told, I think he went 78 hours in a row or something like that. And he was, he was told. Rick that that was Perkins the did? What's that? Rick Perkins yeah. did? Yeah. And so now he's the long, he, he's been told he's the longest? Yeah, at committee at least anyway. Okay, yeah. So Tony, let's just, look, I, I, look, we didn't, we didn't plan this. You brought this up, but yes. was Rick Perkins a record holder <laughs> when he was on our show? No, he wasn't, sir. No. Was Rick Perkins a record holder after he was on our show? Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on. I'm a, it's over. It's done. We're the greatest. This we're the greatest podcast ever. Yeah. In the Joe world. Rogan move over. Yeah, seriously. It's over. It's done. <laughs> it's done. It's done. It's done. Let's hang up, hang up the shingle. Right um, quit the while you're ahead. Quit while you're ahead. You birdie the first hole in golf. It's like I'm done. I'm quitting. Yeah, that's it. That where's the where's the nineteenth? Can't, exactly. can't get any better. So well, anyway. friend. Well, that's that's all we got for today. Again, I'll you. give a I'll give a plug to uh, Abrams tickets. Dot com. Don't miss out on this event. I've been telling yeah. people, don't wake up Friday morning going, I wish I had gone to that event. There are, so. there are tickets available. We're serious about this. Yes. Like, Bell- yeah, it's not a joke. Belleville, Ontario, abramsticketscom July 5th and 6th. It's worth the drive. Get a hotel room. You won't be disappointed. And, uh, you know, we'll sign something for you if that's what it yeah, takes. We'll, we'll be there for you, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll make it make it a good show for you. And of course, we want to thank John Mutton again for his steadfast uh, support for this program, uh, municipalsolutions.ca. Also, of course, our newest sponsor, Guan Store, G-U-A-N dash store.com for some great uh, uh, merchandise. Uh, really, really I've, I actually checked out the site, uh, so I wasn't just interested in my puffy coat. I, they have many other products. There's clothing products, so check that out. And Hunters Bay Radio, another steadfast partner, uh, they rebroadcast this on terrestrial radio every Saturday morning. Excellent. All right, Tony, we'll do this again in seven days. Yes, sir.